No, 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 we're playing better music. That was like, that was 80 sitcom music. Like a full house or something like that. It's like classics. No, 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 no. We're gonna listen to some real music. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the hotel road. I'm gonna not gonna lie, it's a little better, but Elton John is still a musical genius. Take my horse to the hotel road. I'm gonna Till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Hello, it's Lopez. We're already the shooting musical choices to start off this one, but we got a lot to talk about on this first day of March 2019. Yeah, happy uh, happy 3-1 day to the Cleveland Indians and Golden State Warriors. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Big news coming out this week that we're going to be discussing later, but we're going to open it with too, is Bryce Harper finally signed, bringing an end to yes. the free agency it's saga over. of Manny well Machado done. and Bryce Harper. And the big, he yes, he signed for uh, he, uh, $330 million in 13 years with the Philadelphia Freedies. Uh, Freedies? Phillies, hence starting He's off with Philadelphia Freedom. <laughs> Philadelphia Free. Phillies. Wow. Anyway. We're off the rails. The main story of this is uh, Scott Boris, he got the largest contract in American sports history. Yeah. Um, and the Scott Boris playbook has worked well over uh, the years, and it, it sounds like a good deal because it got the largest in history. And like I said, Scott Boris playbooks worked well over the years. Well, so did the wishbone offense and having an all-white starting five in basketball. <laughs> Something simply, you got to adjust, and you can't be stuck to your old ways. Last fall, Harper rejected a 10-year, $300 million offer from the Nationals because he and Scott Boris were trying to break records. And in the end, the $330 million total uh, is a record, but a totally meaningless one. Manny Machado got a higher annual salary, than, and Mike Trout is going to shatter that record. Oh, and yeah. I think this possibility, players like Chris Bryant, or like they could still shatter. Like yeah. This record will be broken. He gets. Uh, he turned down a four-year deal worth approximately forty-five million dollars per season that would have allowed Harper to shatter the all-time average uh, salary, um, average annual uh, salary record, becoming a free. And then he would have been a free agent at the age of thirty right afterwards. So he turned down a chance to make more money per year in L.A., yeah. which is beautiful weather, yeah. lots of beaches, a team that's been to the World Series the past two years, and adding Harper probably would have been a nice piece there to contend. Yep. To go to Philadelphia. And, I mean, I'm all for the city of Philadelphia, but these guys were throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. Like, yeah. they will turn on it when he hit 240 last year. That stuff's not going to fly in Philadelphia. By September, if he's doing the same stuff, well, the next Always Sunny in, Phil Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode will sound like this. The boys throw batteries at Bryce Harper because he strikes out three times. <laughs> Is this what you really want? 13 years of this, Bryce? I mean, and if you look at the salary, too, the way it's structured, he's getting $10 million this year plus $20 million in a signing bonus. Then it'll be $26 million, $26 million. He'll get $26 million all the way down to 2029. He'll get $22 million. So he's, gonna be, he's basically like a lifetime contract. And Harper yeah. said, like, and there's no opt-out clause either. He is stuck in Philadelphia. No trade clause. No trade, no clause. trade clause either. For Bryce Harper, I think the Phillies, for them, and we'll talk, we'll discuss this a little bit, I think it's a nice move for them because they're trying to win now, and there's potential that the DH is going to come to the National League. So Harper, by the time he's like 30, like late 30s, he'll probably be playing DH for them by the time that rule gets changed. So they won't even have him in the outfielder. But for Harper, I don't know what he's doing here. 
I think he just wanted to have it over with, and which is he said. He said he did not like the free agency process. He was glad to have it over with. He didn't want to go through it again. He found stability, but he's going to be playing the Nationals and the division rival. He's going to get booed there. Yeah. His fans are going to try on him if he doesn't perform because with the big contracts, big expectations, and a lot of pressure, I, I think Scott Boris and him really, they, yeah. they wanted to break a record, but I think they really blew this one. And honestly, like, I, don't, I don't disagree with you here. I'll just read off. The Cubs opening day lineup from 13 years ago in 2006. Lead-off hitter Juan Pierre, followed by Todd Walker, Derek Lee, Aramis Ramirez, Jack Jones, Michael Barrett, Matt Merton, Ronnie Cedeno, and Carlos Zambrano. That's just that just gives you reference for like 13 years ago. Was I mean the 13 years ago the Cubs were terrible and now they're one of the top teams in baseball. So much can change in 13 years. Or if I'm Bryce Harper. I think I think you, you nailed it right on the head. We talked about the Dodgers because if I'm Bryce Harper, I'm saying, look, if if the Dodgers put their deals on the table, if I'm if I'm him and I see the Dodgers offer where I'm getting paid forty five million a year, which like absolutely shattered. I mean that this record is like, all right, like the overall contract. I mean, you talk about a lot. Oh, people. People usually like to break it down to year, yearly makings earnings because that's kind of what matters, mm. not just the three hundred thirty million. $45 million would absolutely shatter the record for how much a player makes in the year. And that's an important and record. Bryce Harper is, like, frugal with his money. Like, yeah. He's a Mormon. He's not, like, going out spending a ton of money. Yeah. Like, uh, like that'll last him longer than that. There's no way he's going to blow through it in the three years there. And yeah. he'll hit the free agent market again when he's 30. Like, you're yeah. telling me he doesn't trust himself enough that he'll still be good and teams are still going to pay him when he's exactly. 30. Exactly. He'll get another big payday and play in L.A., which is a beautiful city. And nothing yeah. against Philadelphia, but, like, those fans are rough. They and are, you got to play your opposing fans now. And he said he wants stability and, like, and familiarity. So, I mean, he'll get familiar with Philadelphia soon enough, but, like, he could have stayed with Washington. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's a contending team. they got yeah. Max Scherzer. They're so close. I, and, I mean, if you look, because I was kind of looking at, like, um, the teams. And I, as a Cubs fan, I really didn't want him on the Dodgers because that's a powerhouse team. I mean, they just went back-to-back without him. And now, if they if they add Bryce Harper to that lineup, they're they're gonna be really good. From a Phillies perspective, though, I love this. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're stuck with them for 15 years." Like what I like I said in the opening rant, there's there's talk that they that the it's inevitable that the DH is gonna come to the NL. Yeah. So by the time he's in his late 30s, in that ballpark, which is a very hitter friendly park, you can just have him as a 30 year old DH, which is still very uh, plausible. Their lineup right now, as far as they're like in win now mode, so we'll pay him. We'll add Harper. You got yeah. Leo Muto. You upgraded. It's Tagura at shortstop. You got McCutcheon. You got Robertson in the bullpen upgraded. And on top of that, because of it's only like $26 million per year salary, they still have enough money to go after uh, Mike Trout now when he becomes a free yeah. agent. And that's a big selling point. So, I mean, it's a lot of time to commit to one player, but I think it's a really good contract. For the, the Phillies, I think, like, like you're saying with the DH, that's certainly hypothetical, but I, I still think it could work out. I just, if I'm them, like... Lifetime contracts for a player or a team, I'm always going to be very wary of that. Because, I mean, like, we got Bobby Vanilla Day where yeah. he's getting paid. It's actually funny. He Albert Pujols, too. He can't even yeah, run first anymore. He's exactly. It, when, when I, as soon as that dropped, I was like, dang, that's an Albert Pujols contract. Where it's like, you're still going to be paying this dude. And, it, and if it comes down to the line where they're like, dang. I mean, Jason Hayward, like, we got him an eight-year deal and, like, he could technically get traded, but it's up to him, you know. Right. Um, so like we're kind of we're basically stuck with him for the eight years. Um, and he was at the same age 
as Bryce Harper when they they were, they were at the same age when they signed their deals, and the Cubs with, are getting a lot of flack for Jason Award because he he's gave declined. The speech though in the rain delay it's that true. inspired him, so that made up and for he's him not, not being able to hit all year. He's yeah, and that year was rough, but he's bounced back, and he had like a like you know he hasn't lived year. up to the contract, but you're yeah. right, he bounced back nicely. Yeah, he bounced. But but besides all that, it's like everyone's like, oh, you're stuck with him for eight years, like. What are you guys doing? And now, granted, it's a lot easier to say that when the player doesn't produce. But if you're if you're looking at now, you gotta look at the Phillies and be like, dude, you're stuck with this guy, like, until he basically retires. The difference though with this one and the Pujols contract is the the Angels were paying Pujols based on past performance, where with Machado and Harper, it's based yeah. on projected future performance. So they think he's gonna be worth it. And like, yes, you're gonna have to bite the bullet in the back half of that. Yeah. But he's a nice recruiting tool for Trout if they decide to go after him. And with the way it's structured, they'll have enough money to go after him. And with this lineup right now, it's a nice bag. He's gonna have a lot of protection in this lineup. Yeah. With, uh, look at it, they. It's nice. Um, they had Hopkins in there. Um, if I, if I'm uh, if I'm Bryce Harper though, and even the Nationals one now that the Giants the Giants offer I understand why he didn't take that because they're nothing special and it wasn't quite different the the reports were it was pretty similar numbers to the one he actually got but if you look at the uh, the Nationals one too apparently there was going to be a hundred million dollars in deferred money and he was going to get paid till he's sixty. Well, his teammate Jake Arrieta he's making more per year than he is right now too. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I mean, he he had a specific goals. He wanted to break a record. He wanted to stay with he. He didn't want to have to go through the free agency yeah. thing again. So I guess he got all those checked off. But I can't. So he did get what he wanted. But be careful what you wish for there. Yeah. And just the projected lineup, though, from the Phillies' perspective too, it'll make it tough for your Cubs because the NL is very interesting. Yeah. Caesar Hernandez at second, Bryce Harper in right, Gene Segura at short, Reese Hopkins at first, JT Realmuto catcher. He hit a home run the other day in spring uh, yesterday for spring training. Andrew McCutcheon in left. Abdul Herrera in center and uh, Franco at third. That's a that's an interesting lineup right there. That's got some yeah. pop there. Herrera is a nice uh, nice player. McCutcheon maybe has a bounce back year. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're they're that good. Um, they definitely have money to work with though, and I think they'll be improving. It's kind of, it's it not no they improved a lot though. This yeah, they did. They this is a team did. that did win eighty games last year with not that great of a team. Yeah, starting pitching and will be interesting. While the metaphor like definitely doesn't break down, and it's not like a apples to apples. I feel like this Phillies team is kind of you hear me out like LeBron on the Lakers, where it's like they got their one piece, and like this. I don't think this is their year, but they're like, look, we got our one piece. We got Bryce Harper. Now we're gonna build off of him. And now, not like they have a. The they young, got more the young than floor. one piece. That Real Muto is a really nice upgrade at catcher. Yeah, I, I know, Segura but I'm still, nice I'm still like, 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 but I'm, I'm comparing that to like a Bryant was, or not Bryant. Uh, Harper, Harper goes to the Do- the Dodgers. I'm like, I really don't want to play them ever. But if I, if I as a coach, I'm like, sure, I'll play, it's a beatable I'll team. I'll play the Phillies. Yeah, but it, they have improved a lot. That'll be an interesting team to watch. All right, moving on. Moving on. We got some. Robert Kraft still in the news. So he has been officially charged with two uh, first-degree charges of solicitation of a prostitute. Um, The details are still, like, kind of weird in this story where it's, like, human trafficking, but then people are saying that it wasn't human trafficking. But when it comes down, and it's actually quite funny. um, Human trafficking is not fun. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite that part. Um... (laughs) But the uh, the whole thing where he, he he so he pled not guilty, 
And the law is saying we literally have video evidence of both things happening. And there's, like, they're very uh, unwantedly so for at least the viewers. They're very detailed description of what he exactly did Especially in his massage Because you know TMZ is going to get their hands on this, and yeah. it's going to be released, and his lawyers are still going to be like, oh, well, I hate didn't do it. Didn't happen. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Caught me on the couch. Wasn't me. What sticks out here is, and I mean... In the grand scheme of things, he didn't know. I, I believe he did not know there was a human trafficking going on. He went yeah. down to Florida wanting to buy a strip mall. He's like, oh, a nice little rub and tug. I'll just hop in there yeah, before good. I buy my strip mall when he's scouting. And then he got busted. So, I mean, yes, it's illegal, but it's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things. But from the NFL perspective, neither is having a little bag of weed, and you can get suspended yeah. a whole season for that. So... Like, what this little fine, they're going to, like, slap him on the wrist. Like, he gets suspended for the season. Yeah. He can still watch the games, and he's still making money off of that. Like, you got to have a stricter punishment, NFL-wise. Um, if you're going to... you got to hold them to the same standard you're going to hold your players to. That That's my big thing out of this. And um, just today, it happened six hours ago, Ra- Ravens waved uh, starting running back Alex Collins arrested after a crash near the team's facility. This dude got in a car accident, and there was some funny business. Now, it wasn't like a DUI or anything like that, but it was like, oh, like he got in a car crash, and it was his fault, and he probably did something wrong, and they, they just cut him. Starting running back, cut him. And I think, like, the NFL, which I have appreciated, definitely, not in that sense, and I think the weed one has... Um, I think they should kind of look at this because they're getting a lot of guys busted after, you know, smoking dime bags or whatever. Um, but I do, like, with the Kareem Hunt, they're like, look, this guy did this thing. Chiefs were saying, you know what? Cutting him. Like, we don't want that character on our team. Uh, now, granted, of course, he didn't kneel for the National Anthem, so he's on a team now. Uh, but, uh, like, they, they've been they've been trying to be a little better. Because, um, like, what, Ray, Ray Rice got, what, the two-game suspension? Was yeah. It? Yeah. It was like... It was like nothing back in the day. And they the they day. were saying like the fine that the NFL is going to hand out to the average person, it would be like $85 for him. Yeah, exactly. It would be like nothing for what his net worth is. And the, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the with the um, the like actual legal implications considering he could face a year in jail, but you know, he's a rich white man, so like he's going to get definitely it. not going to happen. Good friends with Donald Trump too. Yeah, so he, 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 he's going to get he's, it, it's just an unfortunate situation and I think like Sports-wise, doesn't really have a lot of bearing, but I think, like, in the grand scheme of, like, our, our, like, law system and, like, the world, it's, like, this dude definitely did something illegal, and there's probably going to be... And if, it's one of those stories where if you looked into it, there's definitely going to be some stuff that you're going to find that's just going to be fucked, just disgusting. Like, it's just going to be awful. There's human... Tra- trafficking involved and it's like but it's just that the world works where he's he's, he's gonna get rich, away so with he's it. gonna get away yeah because yeah. there's like jokes on twitter it's like oh the patriots dynasty started with the tuck rule and it's gonna end uh, with a tug mm-hmm. it's like no it really won't because yeah, it's they still like, got tom brady and belichick he's still gonna be making money even if he is suspended yeah like things are gonna work out just fine <laughs> and he's gonna get suspended and then he's just gonna come back and it's like it'll all be fine yeah but yeah it was just i think the one of the things that i thought was super funny is just how like the the people reacted where he was like, oh, he's such an upstanding guy, he's such a nice guy, but nope. Well, moving on. It's really nice out. What, what, it's it's uh, forty two. We're outside, though. which is nice for people. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're everyone's. I was walking around with just a t-shirt, throwing the baseball around a little bit, playing some soccer outside. So it's a good thing. Uh, good thing we can have the window open because we don't need Ted Wick heating cooling because we're not that great. Uh, I'll start off my hot for today. Kazuyoshi Miura, 
He's a 52-year-old soccer player who just signed a new contract with Yokohama FC in Japan. This dude is 52 years old, and he just got a new contract. So, you know, we're talking like 13 years from now. Bryce Harper's going to be 39 years old. This dude's like, yeah, who cares? I'm 52, and I'm still playing. So, yeah, good for him. That's just crazy. Jap Japanese athletes, man. They're they're a different they're a different. Fifty two years old. Yeah, I don't I don't even think know Tom like Brady the oldest guy. <laughs> is Tom Brady what forty one? Yeah, around that. Yeah, so just good for him. And he's like another Ichiro where he's I'm gonna play until I die. But yeah, which Ichiro I think is his last year. Anyway, mine is uh, Islander New York Islanders fans. Sort of. They're hot on the fact that. They made a very... They were pissed off at John Tavares, uh, who was their captain, and he chose to leave them in free agency to go to the Maple Leafs. That was his, like, hometown team. And some fans made a very, very cringy video. Very Look cringy. it up. Islanders Tavares video. It is awful. I showed him before this, and it was a shortened version. This is an extended cut that's even worse. It is so bad. It is this, it's like, so, girl... It's got, like, the piano music in yeah, the background. Yeah, and it's, like, these guys calling him a snake, and then there's this girl crying. It's like, you were the same your children look up to you. Yeah, it's like, you weren't the captain of the, just the team. You were the captain of the fans. The best part was, too, after he left, they had a clip where they're like, oh, they got some nice pieces. Like, that one kid, I think he's going to be pretty good. And they're like, he's not a kid. He has a name. His name is Matthew Barzell. And he's going to lead us to a cup. You snake. It's like, all right, calm down, you guys. He got you to the first round a couple times. I mean, he was an excellent player, but yeah. it's not like he was taking you guys anywhere. Exactly. And he wanted to go to his hometown of Toronto. And then they call him Pajama Boy in it, too. This really Pajama should be a, Boy? Yeah, because it was like a picture of him as a kid with like Toronto Maple Leafs pajamas. It was like, okay, oh grow word. up. But So they were hot in the fact that they were angry, and then their pettiness ended up... Uh, the, they, the Islanders ended up beating Tavares in his homecoming. Yeah, so that's so why they made the video. 6-1. to one. Wow. They were throwing jerseys at him when he yeah, left I the tunnel. Yeah, I did see that he was leaving. That's so asinine. So, like, you grow up, but, I mean, they did get their way. They yeah. kicked the crap out of the Maple Leafs. So, I there guess Islanders fans are hot right now. <laughs> I will. Next, not hot, the ESPN Zion cam. Duke Ooh. played, I believe it was Virginia Tech recently, probably beat them handily, I don't know, because I don't really care about college basketball, but I did see is that we had, they, they're, so they're showing the game, and you know, like, sometimes they'll do, like, a split screen in, in sports where they'll, like, show, like, you know, like, the coach or something like that, or they'll have, like, the game going on, but they're interviewing someone at, like, halftime or at a commercial break, and then they kind of show it in the corner, well, ESPN did this, we're showing the game, and tonight, Zion's not playing, obviously, because he's hurt, like we said uh, earlier in the podcast. But it's literally just him sitting on the bench. He's just sitting there. And they showed it for like a minute and a half. The game's just going on, and he's literally, he's not like doing anything. And he's not doing it. He's just sitting there, injured, with like the boot on, and, or the knee brace on, and he's just like hanging out. Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. We're so fixated on this one guy. Oh, my word. It's, yeah. It's Gotta love ESPN, though. My not is, <laughs> imagine being an adult like this. A high school announcer got resigned after ripping a student for dunking. It was between uh, two small schools, Fort Wayne's Homestead High and Norwell. It, um, they, it was the end of the game. Uh, his home team that he was announcing for was losing. Um, and this is the quote that he had at the end of the game. After this, Loomis dunks, he goes, Loomis gets two. But then it gets teched up for being a jackass. Stay classy, Homestead. 
May you lose in the first round like you always do. Typical homestead attitude, no class whatsoever. What else new? Congratulations, they didn't even cover the damn spread. <laughs> this is a high school basketball game, dude. Like, chill. <laughs> they have so a weird. spread the for spread. high school. <laughs> you said it was Texas? It was in... Let's see. Yeah, Fort Wade Homestead in yeah. Norwell. Small town of Ocean. Homestead Spartans. Yeah, Trent Loomis. And, you know, credit to Trent Loomis. He uh, he tweeted him afterwards. He's like, didn't mean any disrespect, but thanks for the encouragement, kind sir. I'm flattered. So. <laughs> that is Kinda funny. Kind of that guy. Stay That's class, so funny. Hey, I, we, we used to call basketball games. We should have done that. I've never called anyone a jackass. I called someone a man-child once because the dude really? was huge. It was like a seven-footer and a beard. I was like, and then it turned out he was only like a sophomore. I'm like, oh, my God. But I think that's the worst I've ever yeah, called Yeah, I don't someone. know if I've ever insulted someone on a broadcast. It wasn't really an insult. It was more like meant as a compliment. There was another guy yeah. for Iowa that got suspended, too, because he called another player. He compared him to King Kong. What? Yeah, and they're was like, he black. Yeah, that's, and they're like, that's not a good look. And like, it's not a good look. It could have been like an accident. Like I remember, there's a Monday Night broadcast, and uh, what was that old Monday Night? Uh, Mike Trico and no, no, back in the day, um, oh. that made a fan. I should know this, but he, he, there's a receiver for the Raiders, and he said, "Look at the monkey go," and he didn't yep. mean it bad, oh, but like it came across that's like really so racist. Bad. But that was like an accident. We're like this one with the guy with Iowa, the King Kong one. It wasn't his first offense, so they're like, "Okay, dude." Like two strike, let's smoke this it's fire. Hard here. It's, I will say, as a as a former announcer, you know the esteemed uh, career I've had at Wheaton Academy. <laughs> like there are times where if you're covering a bad sport, it is hard to not like insult people. I remember one time it was senior night, and we put in this one dude, a uh, guy in my class named Johnny, uh, and he comes in and they put him in uh, to pitch, and he came up and have back to back. Bombs into the parking lot and started crying on the mound, oh, and I was just like, "Oh, uh, well." No uh, crying in baseball. Yeah, <laughs> it was so awkward. It was Howard Cosell, 1972, and it was in reference to uh, is a running back, and it was in preseason too. Pre-season. The Hall of Fame game, Mike Adamley, I think his name was, and he said, "Look at the little monkey run." Well, it was the Not 70s, a good so maybe he didn't mean it in the racist connotation. I mean, yeah. It is funny how he said it. He's like, look at the little monkey run. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, that was, like, terrible. not good. But I think hey, calling what? a high school student a jackass is pretty That's, that's, pretty, down there that's too. just as bad, especially it's as a grown man. not paid. And he's like, you know, the guy wanted to dunk. How many high schoolers get yeah, to dunk? Yeah, if I could so. dunk, I would dunk all over people in high school. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, speaking of bad broadcasting, Jason Witten, who oh, got bullied. I love that <laughs> he got bullied in Twitter so hard that he came out of retirement and is now playing for the Dallas Cowboys, which is one of the weirdest moves you'll see this year, this week. I think, well, part two things to this, I think the broadcasting thing, because he was good friends and roommates with Tony Romo. They're like best friends. Yeah. Romo's like, yo, you only got to work 17 days a year, basically. You get paid a lot. Yeah. It's like a seamless like transition, famous. really easy. You don't get hit. You don't have to wake up at 5 in the morning to lift. Yeah. Witten's like, oh, kind of like that. Because the Cowboys, remember, when he retired, they wanted him to stay. Yeah. It wasn't like he got forced out the door there. So he tried it, obviously, like you said. One of those things like, hey, the job's opening up and broadcasting sold. And it is a tough transition. You see a lot of guys like that, like uh, Mike Lewis, um, or Marvin Lewis, excuse me, and the AAF coach. Yeah. Terrible. Really? Terrible. Yikes. Um color guy it was it was bad so yeah. like it's a tougher job than you think he got thrust in the uh monday night football spotlight but for the cowboys people are bashing him and obviously he's not that athletic that's a nice veteran to have in that locker room yeah. there it's not like their tight ends were 
Like, uh, did they still have Gavin Escobar? No, he's in the AF right now. Really? Yeah. He hurdled a guy, and there's like a high. That's how I was like, what the heck? They got yeah, a guy, Jarwin, who can catch. Wynn's going to be nice because I guarantee you he will make two plays this year on like a third and ten or something. He'll have like two big plays this yeah. year on like a third and ten or something against the Giants or Eagles. That's like a big play. And he's smart. He's a good yeah. veteran presence to have in there. I mean, he's like game buster because obviously he's not that athletic and yeah. he's pretty slow. He's like yeah. watching mud slide uphill. But he's a nice piece to yeah. have. I don't I don't think it's an awful move for him. In the yeah. Cowboys. I actually saw an interesting article by the Ringer. Um, and there was a guy who had talked Jason Wynn, and apparently he uh, was saying that, like, he's one of the most articulate persons. It was like when you interviewed him, like, you couldn't not give him the job because he was just, he was so calm, and he just, like, talked, like, effortlessly. Yeah. Um, and then, like, when he got under pressure, like, it was terrible. Like, pulled the rat, rabbit out of his head and, like... Just stuff like that, where he's just saying stupid things. Um, it's a whole new ball game. You got yeah, the camera on you. and like people like normally like announcers like there's like you are like there's like to- the Tony Romos of the world, and then like obviously people have like there's like the niche groups that have their opinions that like they like hate Joe Buck or they hate like Phil Collinsworth, but like typically speaking, the announcers are usually just like good, and you're like it doesn't really affect like you mm-hmm. m- the, the casual fan probably can name who they're listening to. But they're just good. Whereas Jason Witten, I mean, the dude was getting torn apart on, like, social media. I mean, we did, too, on the podcast. Yeah, we did. Monday Night Broadcast. And it was actually like, interesting because they were he was saying that, like, he didn't look at Twitter. And he would just, like, because, I mean, like, obviously, if you're an athlete, sometimes yeah. you don't want to. But he would get texts, like, hey, like, hang in there, man. Or, like, we think you're doing a good job. And he would just know, based on, like, the text, that he's just getting absolutely roasted by everyone else. And it was actually funny. He Two of his best games, he said he called. Was the Rams Chiefs game, which like which he wasn't that he was yeah like, it was okay but people still gave him shots for that one. Oh yeah, we made that was <laughs> when it kind of started <laughs> yeah. where we started making fun of him. Um, and then he said that the, one of his other really good standout games was the alternate broadcast of the college football championship. Yeah. Where they like it wasn't aired or it was on ESPN two or whatever. Here's the thing too, if you look at the. Guys that have been really good at uh, play by pl- or um, the color, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Troy Aikman stands out, and obviously Tony Romo, and their quarterbacks. The exception, yeah. I think, is uh, Chris Collinsworth. He was a receiver. Yeah. But Phil a lot Sims, of it, Phil Sims, Phil Sims another yeah. quarterback. Quarterbacks are usually good at this because when you're in the film room watching defenses, you're watching the whole, like, yeah. watching films a lot easier. Where you're a tight end, you're more worried about your, like, small little zone or yeah, your exactly. one gap assignment here or there. You're not watching the whole field, so it's a lot easier watching tape. You can pick up more stuff as a quarterback, and you have more of an eye for it as yeah. a color guy um, than you would as, like, a tight end. Yeah, so a I think that, like, you have to know everything. Besides special teams, you ha- you essentially have to know how everything works. Right, exactly. Like, you got to read D-line. you got to read linebackers. you got to know coverages. you got to know what your own line's doing, run plays, pass plays. Well, yeah, like, you, you kind of hit it right there. And Chris Collinsworth, they had a thing, and, I mean, he's the exception with the receiver, but he watches an absurd amount. Like, he loves it. They did, like, a yeah. real sports about him on HBO, or Brian Gumbel was injuring him, like, or um, interviewing him. Like, the amount of tape he watches and work he puts into it's, like, absurd. Like, you have to be good at that, where I think yeah. it was different for Witten. It was a tough adjustment, I guess you could say. Yeah. Moving on. Um, but, hey, good for him for playing football, I guess. Hopefully he'll... Hopefully, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Nolan Arenado. He broke the news, and we were all saying, hey, we got some baseball news. But then Bryce Harper's signing kind of ate that up. But Nolan Arenado signed an eight-year, $260 million extension with the Colorado Rockies. So he'll be there for eight more years, potentially, uh, as he'll be, be he'll be paying or getting paid 
$32.5 million a year, uh, which is the new record, I believe, beating out, um, oh, Miguel Cabrera, who is getting paid thirty-one. Uh, and he has he does have an opt out after three years. So it was actually interesting. This is a very player friendly contract by the Colorado Rockies. Well, they wanted to keep him there. Yeah, they wanted to keep him there, and say like they're saying, look, we'll do what it takes to get uh, this guy on the team. And he he's got the opt out after three years, so we can kind of say, hey, if like ship's sinking, he can jump ship and test his free agency when he's still in his prime. Um, so yeah, he basically they signed him so that the White Sox fans can they don't have to pretend like they're in on him next year in free agency and uh, when he eventually inevitably signs somewhere else. He would have been nice to have because I think he's better than Machado and he definitely yeah. fit our timeline. But from the Rockies standpoint, obviously they're still contending. Moves. Yeah, and he's one of the best third basemen in baseball. Some people call him the best defensive player. Period. Not even yeah. third baseman in baseball. And I think for him too, it's also really smart because he's playing in that Colorado. Yeah. Era, which helps his stats tremendously. And people if you look at, love him there. Yeah, well, if you look at his split, and not taking any away from him, he's an excellent uh, hitter, but if you look at him outside of Colorado, his home run numbers dipped, and he yeah. was only hitting 265 when he wasn't playing in Coors Field, which is okay, but that's not like elite level 265. Yeah. The Coors helped him a lot when you look at his split, so I think it was a smart move by him, too, because it's going to help increase his numbers, and if you choose to opt out, you might be able to get another big payday. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, and it would actually be interesting because um, Chris Bryant, you know, he the Cubs, uh, the Cubs offered him his extension. I believe it was like I don't even remember what it was, but it was something in the it was in the hundreds. Um, or no, I think it was like it was a three hundred million dollar contract. I don't know how many years it was, uh, but honestly, that would have been a bargain if if Chris Bryant had taken that. But I think Boris knew what he was doing to not. But if Chris Bryant has the year that he's that I think he'll have like a bounce back year. Um, I believe that, yeah. If he has if he has his bounce back year, he's going to get a similar similar contract um, next year. Uh, and I, I yeah, so yeah, Chris Bryant. But yeah, and also going off that with like Machado and uh, Harper. Uh, when Chris Bryant, if he when if he signs an extension. For the Cubs, because like people, Cubs fans who wanted Harper were like, were like, because there was like that report that was like the Cubs are the mystery team. Um, yeah, but and that he wanted to play there, but we don't have the money. Oh, boohoo! But with people, if if we can lock up Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez for the future, like people, like I'm not gonna care anymore. Because we got our guys. You know? I don't know. You know. I mean, yeah. And if you're Bryant, why wouldn't you want to sign an extension there? Yeah. I mean, you're with a good team. Yeah. It's like, and this is why I was surprised. And obviously, as a salty Sox fan here with yeah. Machado, I mean, you passed up on playing in the greatest city in the world. Yeah. Objectively, like food's fair is tremendous in the summertime. It's fantastic. Uh, well, it's, the atmosphere is amazing. Kanye West has in the song, like yeah. summertime shower. Yeah, and especially because like Chris Bryant down here last year, he was injured, but like. Cubs fan, like, we're still 100% on board with Chris Bryant. You don't right? have that crazy New York media. Yeah, where people would be, city, like, coming at you. Big market. I mean, if, we if, know how to make a pizza. If Bryce Harper he has an MVP year and then, like, misses half a year and is just, like, above average, he's going to get torn apart in Philadelphia. Whereas Cubs fans are like, hey, like, we'll give him time to rehab. You're our guy. Yeah, but, he's our guy. He's our MVP guy. I mean, but at the same time, you're only playing so long, so you got to chase your money. That's why yeah. I have, like, no problem with, like, these players and free yeah. agency doing it. But, yeah, I think it would be smart for him to stay in Chicago. Yeah. Because, all right, 
Last thing, yeah. really quickly, which was apparently a huge deal, they measured Kyler Murray, which just shows the uh, taste for football we have. We're measuring yeah. a quarterback who won the Heisman. It's a big deal. And he turned out to be 5'10 and 1 eighth, which was a huge him. deal because apparently they were thinking that he was going to be 5'9 or something. But 5'10, what a difference that yeah, inch exactly. makes. I mean, he didn't. He had the least amount of passes batted down out of all these quarterbacks eligible in the draft. Yeah. Yes, he's small. But doesn't, that, that's really going to change your mind. Like, look at his film. I think yeah. the whole combine thing is ridiculous. Exactly. Like, the hand size, the prototype. It's like I was talking about <laughs> in the beginning. Wishbone offices used to work, but, like, they don't anymore. You exactly. Can't be and that's that's a good transition as I have my oh, closing rant. Best for last, supposedly. Um, I didn't Usually, you know, like, when we type these up uh, or, like, get these out, we try to make them clear and concise. So we have, like, a little script, like a paragraph you have to say. All I wrote, typed down, was draft BS because I absolutely hate this time of year. I hate this time of year. March stinks. Besides March Madness, you just got spring training and everyone's like, oh, this guy's going to be good because he got a home run off a dude who's going to be bagging groceries in two weeks. But it, that's like fake talent, you know, quota. But the draft is even worse than that. The amount of reports I get and the mock draft things that I get, like as a Broncos fan, that like I have my notifications on for Broncos news, like, oh, the Broncos are going to draft a quarterback. Oh, no, they're going to draft a DB or they're going to get another edge rusher. It is, ab- I, I absolutely hate it. Because the combine is just like, we're getting Adam Schefter tweeting about these dudes who have like, he's like, this guy only has 3% body fat and he's 6'10 and like, how much muscle? And this guy had 15 reps for bench press where the other receiver had 18. It's like, oh my word, who cares? As a fan, I'm saying, as a as a Broncos fan, I hope we draft a DB. Besides that, I, I'm just going to watch. I won't even watch the draft. I'm just going to see what happens. Last year, I, I didn't care who we got. I was like, Bradley Chubb is pretty good. Uh, maybe Saquon Barkley, if he's not going to fall. Oh, well. And then we got Bradley Chubb, and he was good. The year before, years past, we were, signing, we were drafting Paxton Lynch, who everyone was like, oh, he's the next. Literally, when the Broncos drafted Paxton Lynch, Skip Bayless was like, I understand this is a good draft because he's the next Brock Osweiler. And that take turned out to be one of the dumbest things ever. But he actually was smart. He was the next Brock Osweiler because they both stink. And we thought they were both good at the time because Brock Osweiler won five games and Paxton Lynch had a great career at Memphis of all places. It's like this stuff doesn't matter. That Your team is going to draft a player and he may or may not be good. And your team may or may not... That your team may pick up some dude in the sixth round who's going to make the Hall of Fame. Like, we don't know. And it's 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 stupid to, like, guess all this stuff because football talent can't be based based on, like, how much you squat, bench press, and what your 40 time is. Like, it, the, so much more goes into being a football player than, like, the stuff they test at the combine. And I understand, like, if you... Like, like Tom Brady, for instance. You look at his combine, no one would draft him. I will take him last in gym kickball. And now he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, the amount of, like, media output that we get on the combine. Our com, our journalistic writing, Com 201 teacher, canceled class because he's going to the NFL combine in Indianapolis to cover it. Which, like, good for you, dude. But, like, this is so, it, it, it's so worthless, in my opinion. Like, obviously, you want to see him throw. But throwing, you can look really good throwing to receiver running routes and not in a game. And so that basically is all I have to say. But I just, I absolutely hate uh, this time here. Yeah. It, 
Kyler Murray thing. Yeah. He measured at 5'10". Huge deal. Is it, though? Like, yeah. Brock Osweiler is 6'8". Yeah. Is he's he not good, good. Does the height really make that difference? Just look at their tape. Yeah. And, and with the draft, too, it is like BS. After the second round, if you're still watching, like, the third and fourth round, yeah. it's like watching a graduation for kids that don't know. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock, and then they have the stupid interviews, like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. Same thing the last 15 yeah, exactly. guys said. Like, Come on, just look at the list of names that got drafted every yeah. like like you know, after know, the first two rounds. Receiver. Like if you're gonna watch the first round, there's some like oh, are they gonna take Marie number one, the Cardinals? Yeah, they got Cliff Kingsbury and all that. But I mean, yeah, all this stuff is totally blown out of proportion. Yeah. Like you said, even too with like the forty, like you're not running in football with like the tights on. You yeah, have pads exactly. and stuff. So how yeah, accurate are those defenders? Yeah, there's so many more things, and it's like Philip Lindsay. Probably one of the best players. I mean, beside on the offensive side of the ball, he's the best player we have. And he was undrafted and literally came out of nowhere. And he played decent a couple preseason games. They put him on the roster and out. He was the third. He was a, they, The Broncos thought he was the fourth best running back on the team. And now he's the bell cow of, like, the franchise. Right. Like, this stuff, just wait till week one, and then we'll get whatever happens, and then we can just make our predictions and whatnot from there. And that's what these shows were... Yeah, I agree. That, but this was, some of these shows were leading off of this. Like, I watched Colin Cowherd. Yeah. He led off the show with, Oh, we just got Kyler Murray's height. Or even in the morning, get up like Mike Greenberg. It was like he was covering a Watergate. We're just like, we're just getting in what his hand size is. Oh, and they have just measured him. It's 5'10 <laughs> and 1'8. It's like... I don't know. Yeah. We really that deprived of football. Yeah. Well... That was, uh, that's all we got for today. We're clocking in like 38 minutes, so pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, a lot, pretty lot good. It, it, I will say it's nice to talk about baseball because I love baseball. I've been missing it. And football, fo- football can get a tip a little overwhelming like we just talked about where it's just like, nah, blah, blah, blah. Football, 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 football. Where our baseball is around the corner. And hey, you know what? Tyler Chatwood got a couple Ks today. So he's Cy Young, Cy Young, uh, prediction for me. I don't know, I don't know what his height is though, but I guess... That, that's for the Better scouts. Better look at that hand size. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> Spin rate. Uh, but anyways, thanks for listening on this episode t- 16 of the Dorm Room Dispute. Uh, we'll begin this out on the weekend. As Oh, yeah, we, we kind of switched it up, so now we're getting them out on the weekend instead of the Wednesday, Thursdays, uh, typically. But, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.